I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello. Hello. Hello, 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 and welcome back hello. to Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. My name's Cliff. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Brett. Yes, Brett. Hello. hello. Clean-shaven Brett. Right Clean-shaven me. For Santa. Yes, don't look like Lemmy, as you said last week, even no. though I didn't look like yeah, didn't Lemmy look at like all. Lemmy. From this side, didn't. you did. I had no Nazi stuff on my clothing. <laughs> I, no, no I can't Nazi see what's on the other necklaces. side of this camera though, can I? You could have a room full of... Uh... I, I can assure you. <laughs> I can assure you I don't. I thought as Definitely much. not. Yeah. I don't like the Nazis, you know. No, we don't like them. How are, how are you anyway, Nazis aside? I'm fine, yes. Absolutely fine. Looking forward to Santa coming. Mm-hmm. So just getting ready for that. Yeah. Um, what about you? I'm all right, getting ready for what should be a decent amount of time off work with a couple of bits and pieces here and there. Enjoying mm-hmm. a can of Grosh. Ooh, Grosh. What do you think of that? I, I used to like, you know, can I remember those uh, Grosh bottles that used to have to pop? Amazing. They had the big white things in the top. Mm-hmm. World class. They were brilliant there. Uh-huh. They, are, they made yeah. it worthwhile. Um, they made it worthwhile, I should have said. This is good. I love Grosh. Have you ever had a memory of like a brilliant pint, like that sticks in your head? <laughs> a brilliant pint, yeah, actually, like a specific pint. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, um, I, I, I do. We went to a stag do Leeds, um, and we, we had we were absolutely, you know, tanks Who's and stag stuff do? like that. Whose was it? Uh, was it Nobby's? I think it was Nobby's. Yeah, it was Nobby's. Okay, Leeds, I think. And uh, Nobby obviously nearly killed himself on, on this uh, this stag out. And, um, he was standing on, we went in this pub and uh, it was like two floors and he was standing on the table perilously close to the edge. Oh, he's a danger <laughs> to himself. <laughs> on the well, well, there's a man who calamity follows him around. <laughs> he, yeah. should... he also, Nobby, uh, woke up um, in the morning next to a tramp on a bench. <laughs> this stag too. Had he cuddled up to the tramp for warmth, or had he fallen asleep when the tramp found Who him? Who knows? Who knows? Any anything could have happened in the night, couldn't it? I know how we could find out. Maybe Nobby could come on this podcast and tell us <laughs> all about it. Don't think it's going to happen. You need to grind them down over Christmas. You you're good at that. 
Oh, thanks very much. I'm the, that's my personality, is it? I grind people down. It's your MO. submission. <laughs> it's me MO. I don't think it is. I don't think it is Definitely. either, really. You, you woo, woo people quite easily, don't you? I do woo. Woo! Mm-hmm. Like uh, Ric Flair. Quite a gregarious wooer. Uh-huh, I am. Yeah, quite gregarious. What about you? What's your specialty? How do you get people to do shit? Um, hypnotism. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So if I'll be able, well, I wouldn't know, but I'll be able to hypnotise me. But you don't wonder why I keep putting like a virgin on every time we talk to each other. I have wondered that, actually. So yeah, that's it really. I've been, um, we're talking about the likely, or whatever happened to the likely lads. 1974 yeah. Christmas special today and mm-hmm. in a reverse kind of storyline from that famous episode where they try and not find out the Newcastle result. England. Oh, is it England, is it? Sorry. Aye, it's not, it's not Newcastle, man. Definitely um, not. Well, anyway, in that, in a reverse of that, I've spent all day trying to watch this episode in time for this tonight. <laughs> and <I've, laughs> times I've started it and then something's happened. Anyway, yeah. um, I've watched it now. I will be honest, I haven't paid a lot of attention to it. Uh, so I won't be able to go into the intricacies of it. I very much enjoyed it. Um, uh-huh. And I'll laugh, you know, laughing my head off at bits of it. It's, it's good, isn't it? Um, uh, it's really and, good. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've watched it now just before we come on air. I think is this air? It's, uh, we're around here, aren't we? <laughs> there's air ra- about, there's air around, we're <laughs> <laughs> along with the metachlorians. <laughs> with the what? <laughs> metachlorians, not know what they are. I don't know what you mean, I don't even know what you're the saying. The force, the force. The force is all around Woodcliffe, from the, isn't it? From the Skywalkers. From the Star Wars, yeah. Huh? Did you watch the oh, last Mandalorian? I did indeed, yes. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I Me as it well. Amazing. Excellent, uh-huh. wasn't it? I watched it with uh, my son, who's who likes Star Wars and, and stuff. And uh, he was, before this, uh, before we watched the Mandalorian, he was schooling us about what a dark saver was, because I... I had no idea whatsoever mm. what it was. So no, yeah, I, there's loads of bits in this that if you, uh, you know, there's the Clone Wars series and stuff like that. That all kind of yeah. There's people from this and that, isn't there? So uh, you, there's a lot of stuff you could know about Star Wars. I think if you are that bothered about it, I mean, I'm not that bothered. Yeah. I like it, uh-huh. and I think this yeah. is the best Star Wars stuff that I can mm-hmm. remember watching, like live as it comes out. Uh, it was. It was brilliant. It was like uh, it got me sort of like in the mood to watch more Star Wars and stuff. So it yeah, was, uh, made me just exciting, want to... wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It made me wish this was longer or want to watch the next yeah. episode straight away. I think uh-huh. the Mandalorian series can be a little bit slow at times, well, as they're building the story up. But as it got to the last two episodes of this, they just ramped it up and ramped it up. And this did. really did feel like a film, like a, an epic, you know, like a, it was. It was epic. epic. It, was it was. Epic. We won't spoil it for anyone, but uh, whew, what ended? <laughs> <laughs> it was, and uh, we won't spoil it. 
but the 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 CGI of a young face was much better in this one. I thought because in the other ones than... doesn't work. Because in the they've done it before, haven't they? They've done it on. I think they did it on Rogue One with um, with Leia, and they did it. They also had a computer generated Peter Cushion, which is oh, weird. That would look like a, all of a sudden somebody from a computer game was in the film, didn't Aye. it? Um, yeah. But this one, it was good. They did it really well, I thought. It was very convincing. I, it was better, I think. Was it yeah. better than Joe Pesci's young face and the Irishman? <laughs> I think it was, yes. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> was. What I remember, it was much better, yeah. <laughs> that was a very strange look. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I like that film, Art. I still enjoyed that film. I didn't good. like it so much, actually. Um, did you not? No, no, I really wanted to love it, but I just couldn't get yeah. into it. Too long. Yeah. Everyone's loving it. It's his longest film yet. <laughs> so I, what, man? <laughs> I thought uh, Stephen Graham was really good in it. Yeah, he's not in he it a lot, lost. is he? But he is very good The in bits it. that he was in it, yeah, he was amazing. But yeah, watch The Mandalorian if you like Star Wars, because it was good. Or even uh, if you think you're not that bothered about Star Wars, this is good. Yeah, it's like the old stuff. And that's, that's what everybody wants, isn't it? Yeah, like the old stuff. Absolutely. So, um, had some nice messages this week, haven't we? That was been nice. We have. We have. We've had some very nice messages. Uh, A few people, haven't we? Um, we had a few messages off Davy, our friend Davy. Yeah. Who were who? Good shields, lad. Yeah, he's good lad. Uh, Who also did a podcast as well, which I listened to this week. You were. You had Chris Waddle on. Yeah. Really yeah. Um, it was a game of two scarves, wasn't it? Him and his mate. That's right. Um, yeah. I'm sure we know the other lad, Lee. Can't do think. Where, yeah, I'm sure we do. I know his name. I know his face. Uh-huh. I can't think where I know him from. But uh, right. I, we do know him somehow. Anyway. Um, yes, I listened to that when it was out. And I thought it was really good. Yeah, because I followed Davey on Twitter for a while. Um Mm-hmm. And Instagram and stuff. He's uh, he's a former Master Chef contestant, so he wants to come mm-hmm. on and talk about something. But obviously, I wanted to talk to him about what it was like being on Master Chef. <laughs> did well, well on we'll it. He it. did well on it. Did he? Uh, yeah, very very well. Did he cook a souffle? Um, and did it rise? Ooh. Did it rise? Did, did it? he? Did he uh, cook a duck breast? And it, that duck breast needs to be pink in the middle. Does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All breasts need to. Well, yeah. I'm not I don't know it. what they look like inside. Um, well, neither do like, I. Like a golf not, ball. Not being, not being a serial killer, I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Um, anyway, yeah, really nice message of Davey. Um, I, have you got it there to read? Because I haven't, and I don't oh. think we, I don't think we need to. Probably yeah, some, sometimes just, you do. It was saying, he said, um, lads, it's been a shit year, but one of my highlights is finding your podcast. I love it. You're like two mates I've never met. I love your partner. My personal goal is to be a guest on your podcast. So no loud hints here. (laughs) (laughs) Keep up the great work and have a Merry Christmas. So yes, that was very nice. Very nice. And and, uh, Ian, our mate... Joined in as well with some prayers. Yeah. It's nice, and we've had some other nice stuff. Um, that is, I, just, I don't 
I know neither of us are doing this to, for people to blow smoke of our asses or for any kind of yeah. praise or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like I replied to the lads, like saying, we basically started this to amuse ourselves. Um, uh-huh. And so some people might listen, but we didn't know. It turns out quite a lot of people listen, which is great. Um, but honestly, with I mean, what we do is daft. It doesn't make any difference really, does it? Or like in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things, it's not going to make any difference too much. But like Davey said, it has been a shit year for lots of people, us included, for various reasons. And, um, you know, it is like you get to Christmas and there's a lot of pressure on looking back at the year that's gone by, thinking about what you could have done differently and all of that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of pressure to kind of justify stuff and reflect on stuff and have you done things right and all of that kind of stuff. Hearing that we've made some people happy by listening, just yeah, it's just Hola. it's lush, it's, it's lush it's to hear, really nice. like it makes us feel great. Like, it's, uh-huh. it's not, I'm glad we've been able to do that, even if it's just Davey and Ian and no one else. Well, that's that it, good yeah, for me. I mean, I didn't think that that would happen at all, that anybody would feel that way about you know, me and you just talking bollocks. But, <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's the thing, that's the thing. Two old mates that basically do this as a way to talk to each other from across halfway across the world. Um, because you know, we spend a long time just thick as thieves and experience all of this stuff together when we were younger, you know. And as you get older, you drift apart like most people do. Um, obviously, I'm in a totally different place, so there's that. We probably talk now more than I did even when I was living in Newcastle, which is which is great. Um, and You know, like it's mm-hmm. just we haven't always made everybody laugh with the stuff that we've gone on about and talked about. You know, we've been thrown out of our fair shares of bars, slapped in the face by our fair <laughs> share of women, punched by lads <laughs> yeah. and shields and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. But it was all worth it, had, wasn't it, Cliff? Some of us have had graffiti written about us on the uh, courts of South <laughs> Shield. Uh, the courts, <laughs> etched yeah. into the court bench. Them bastard um, tennis players, eh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but you know, it's it's good, and I think like okay, it has been a shit year. There's uh, we, I think I won't speak on your behalf, but over the years, certainly uh, there's been periods where I've haven't felt great. I haven't put myself in the best position with things and people and made bad choices and you know not not mm-hmm. always done the right thing or the best thing to make me happy anybody around us happy and stuff like that i think you know the last five six years since i've been married and, and all of that i've been on a totally yeah. different kind of path and trajectory and stuff which is great mm-hmm. uh i'll always be grateful for that but I, like I don't know, it's it's all, I'm starting to get a bit worthy, I suppose, but I, I don't mean to. What I mean is, like, if you can do something that makes you feel happy and makes yeah. you feel a bit better about whatever your situation is, great. Mm-hmm. You know, like, as I get to the end of this year, doing this, which is almost a year now since we started it, has been the undoubted highlight and has got me through some shit times. I've spoke to you mm-hmm. minutes after we found out that, you know, Jane's grandma died. We've spoke to you after, yeah. you know, we've had to let people go at work. I've been off work and, you know, mm-hmm. and 
also when the babies w- w- stood up for the first time and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just good that you've got something like that. Also playing football yeah. with, a, with a good bunch of lads from work for the first time. I've never, some of them I didn't know before, never spoken to before, but we've been in the same building for a long time. That's a, yeah. another highlight, getting out and doing something different with some different people and broadening your horizons and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just, it's been nice. I think yeah, you know, that, you've got to take those things. Can, yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, like you've just said there, and Davey, it has been a difficult year, but... I've had this to do with you every week, and it's 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 the highlight of me week sitting and chatting to you. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 been tough, but if I didn't have this, it would have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And same here, sure. same here. You know, like it doesn't matter kind of what else was going on. I knew that one. I was probably going to watch something funny or listen to something funny. But even if it wasn't yeah. that good, that we what we were watching or going to talk about, knowing that I was going to end up talking about it to you and that other people would be yeah. listening and we'll have a bit crack on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it was mm-hmm. good like you know it, it's it's nice it's nice and there's not a lot of nice stuff going on so I'm glad I'm so glad that I it think, is I think we're very lucky to have it and we're very lucky to have each other aren't we Paul I think so mate I think so also it means I get a I get a detailed critical reception from my dad every week on Facebook which is <laughs> nice yeah that's so good. The, the only difference uh, about what you said is there, I have made no mistakes previously throughout my life. That's the only difference. But uh, I sort of second everything else that you've said there. I forgot you've had the perfect life. I forgot about that. I have, yes, I have. That's true. I know. Everybody says it, don't they, Cliff? Everybody says it. I mean, there's posters around Shields, of it, isn't there? There is. <laughs> Vote Brett posters and stuff like that. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Oh, but, um, obviously, look, we get a Christmas. One thing on Christmas Eve, like we would normally be out in uh, Sad Bastard's Corner, wouldn't we? Of course we would, yes, we would. That's, that's a shame. Would normally be in a pub called the Stag's Head um, uh-huh. in South Shields, which is the the smallest pub in known existence, isn't it? <laughs> and that's why we like it, isn't it? Because we like it small and intimate. And, and when we used to go in when we were teenagers and stuff, we were the youngest people in there by a good twenty years. And yeah. the best thing about it is. We're still the youngest people in there by about twenty years when we go now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We just they couldn't realise why we were wanting to be in there. Nah, the, the confusion the in there. when we yeah. first started going in was like mad, wasn't it? <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh-huh. But the main reason that we used to go in to the on a Thursday, they used to in the pubs and stuff and in South Shields they used to play like techno and rave and yeah. all this horrible stuff that we didn't like. Mm-hmm. So we found this little pub which we thought was amazing anyway. Mm-hmm. But then they had uh, a, a DJ on, didn't they? Cool cats. Just put like cool cats, yeah. Who <laughs> would put like uh, John Lennon and the Beatles and stuff on? He would play him. anything we wanted on, but I think anything, it helped. Uh-huh. I think it helped that we liked music from the sixties and seventies. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. I mean, there were there were certain ones that uh, he refused to put on, wasn't there? Was it a couple of John Lennon ones that he refused to put on? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I don't know how screaming because he, he played Boris the Spider. By the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also played a lot of Jimmy Neil for as well. He did, he? and I've got a, uh, I've got a Jimmy Neil quiz for you later on. Oh my goodness! 
I'm going to do terribly at the Jimmy Neal quiz. Straight probably, on Wikipedia. Probably, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but John will be very happy to hear. It does give me a chance to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Put that in your pipe, John. <laughs> uh, no, chat- no wrong with your singing, man. Yeah, I'm already joking, man. Um, so yeah, that, that was good. So like, it's been... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. You were a singer and a band and everything, Cliff, weren't you? I for a bit it was all right. All right, uh-huh. was all right. Like, I never actually you know? saw you perform. Not even when we played in Shields. No, I never saw you. Played what under kind a staircase. Of stuff did you do? <laughs> Under a staircase. What kind no, of stuff did you do? Um, well, we used to do a few covers and then our own, our own stuff. So mm-hmm. um, we did covers for Rolling Stones. Did Get Off My Cloud, Bad Moon Rising by Creedence. Uh-huh. Um, did Run Around Sue by Dion and the Belmonts. Uh, Ever Fall in Love by the Buzzcocks. Any Shane Stevens? Uh, obviously, the green door. Green door. <laughs> the best, the best Shake and Stevens song ever, isn't it? That one. Green door. Uh, yeah. Green door. Anyway, what are we talk about that for? Let's talk about the Likely Lads, man. Yes, let's talk about the Likely Lads. I love the Likely Lads. Okay, so I was going to ask you: Do you like the Likely Lads, like? <laughs> I love the Likely Lads. I, th- I think uh, my love of the Likely Lads has come from my dad, I think. Okay. And uh, my discovery of that episode that you've already talked about there where they're, they're hiding in the church um, because they don't want to know what the the football result is, the England uh-huh. match, which they do eventually find out has been called off and they've been hiding for no reason. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's that also the fact that they're from the northeast mm-hmm. and they were sort of very reminiscent of uh, what um, Davy said. You know, Davy said like you know, or Ian, I think it might have been Ian as well, who says about me and you. I'd like this sort of you know, I like listening to them speak and I like the conversations. I feel the same way about the likely lads. I yeah. I want to be in that conversation yeah. that they're having in the pub. Do you know what I mean? So I just love it. I just think it's great. I think I'm not a massive sitcom fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly not of modern sitcoms. I do like, you know, the older sitcoms, especially this one. Probably because I relate to it a lot more because the things that they're talking about are things that mean you've sat in the pub and talked about. I know, it's strange, isn't I mean? it? So I had so it on. That's why I like it. I had it on and Jane was like, oh, I don't think I've ever watched it like that. What's it about? And I said, well, mm-hmm. it's about two Geordie mates, but they're grown-ups. And one of them is married. And yeah. he's a bit henpecked. Uh, mm-hmm. And the other one he's made is a bit more of a rogue. But that's that's it, <laughs> basically. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> there was a series before that as well where they were both just trainee electricians. Yes, so the actual, the, the, the likely lads um, from the 60s. Yes. And I think people uh-huh. think that this where they're is just two the mates. likely lads. Yeah, yeah, I think people do. Um, but I mean, the, the, the old black and white one, the 60s one's great as well. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic because obviously they're younger 
and they're just going out, you know, trying to, you know, bag women and stuff like that and have a drink and have a good time and things. Um, but Bob's always wanting to try and further himself, isn't he? And, and Terry's always like yeah. a working class lad. It's just like, nah, I'm happy. I'm happy where I am, man. Yeah, so he's Hit got a- the he's got the ideas above his station a bit, hasn't he? Like he wants to he talks uh-huh. a bit more posh. He's the one who's got like yeah. the house and the wife and all of that kind of stuff. So I think he's he's uh-huh. like the aspirational one. Um I like I think it's great. I don't you know, every time I've seen the like I've loved it. I really love it. But I haven't watched all of them all the way through. I haven't seen every episode. I've never sat down at the beginning of series uh-huh. one and watched watched Have you not? Um, well, I'll I'd tell like you to... what happens in series one then, because they're, they're all mates, they're all mates. But uh, at the at the end of the the first sort of uh, series, uh, Bob decides to join the army, right? And Terry, obviously being his mate, doesn't want him to go by himself. He's he's going to miss him, mm-hmm. so he signs up to go to the the army as well. But Bob is found to have flat feet. So that <laughs> he can't he can't go to the, uh, the army or what have you. So Terry sent off by himself. Um, and in the whatever happened to the likely lads, bit they kind of meet up on a train um, and sort of reconnect that way okay. and stuff. But okay. by this time, Bob is middle class. He's got the new house and mm-hmm. he's got the car and he's got stuff like that. So. Yeah, that that's what it's that's what it's about. I just love it. I just think it's great. Yeah, it's a funny dynamic, isn't it? Because he he's always like kind of he wants to pretend that he's he's a bit act like he's a bit better than him. But yeah, it takes him about not, one it takes him about one <laughs> pint to uh, yeah. not only stoop down to his level stoop down to his level, but he's worse than him. <laughs> he is worse. <laughs> I don't. He's, he's so, They're both the same people, aren't they? At the end of the day, it doesn't yeah. matter if Bob gets a new house or a car or, or, and a wife. They're both the same people. Mm-hmm. So Jane, Jane was like, "Oh, it sounds like you too." And I was like, "Well." Um, and then obviously Bob's always trying to get off with other women, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the all are. I mean, there's a very strange because this is the Christmas special from 1974. There's a very strange party that they go to, isn't it? <laughs> Which weird. Did this did this go on? I always remember my mum saying it used to go on in Holder House. <laughs> <laughs> there's an area <laughs> there's an area here that everyone's like, Oh, you live there, you've got put put this thing outside yeah. your door and it's, you know, uh-huh. they know that you're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> put put your car keys in a bowl and oh, mix them up with the one stuff, that you yeah. pick up. Yeah. Um, so it's a swinger spot. So Jade was listening in. And she was like laughing at bits. Like I, I was, some of it I'm laughing out loud at. There's some great gags in it. Um, oh, there is. And she went, "It's funny, this isn't it? Because some of the jokes could be jokes now. They could be made now. But then there's other jokes yeah. which is a bit like, what women drive? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like that really dated. But uh, yes, a lot. Is. I think anything that's based on the the. This is obvi- an obvious thing to say, but there's some jokes in it that are timeless. They're just funny one-liners, but there's uh-huh. a, but there's there's some bits that are based on the time and place that it's set in, which uh-huh. are a bit which are funny, but you're a little bit like, mate, that's not on, is it? Like especially <laughs> how he's trying to like he's cheating on his wife left, right, and centre. How much is <laughs> Jane walked over? She's like, what kind of party is this? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I watched it. I watched it with my wife, and uh, she was shocked at the party at the end. She was she was really shocked by it that the fact that that was in there. But again, you know, is was that um, a, a snapshot of the time in the seventies? You know that, that this would happen. I Would think, be swingers parties or whatever. I, I think don't know. the thing is, like what you what you think is, you expect it to be all this kind of glamorous stuff, and it's the same with the '60s series, right? It's like, yeah, the swinging '60s is going on in London, but this is about two working class blokes being a trainee exactly. electrician. So it, it's more yeah. like Coronation Street than like, yeah, you know, something uh, mm-hmm. you know, blowout or sort of blow. And it's up, just before. It's just before the the sort of swinging sixties kicked in as yeah. well because it's uh, I think it's from sixty two to sixty four the first series so that it's just before that and then obviously Terry goes off to the army and he's mm-hmm. kind of missed this whole yeah. you know sexual revolution so he's, type thing. Yeah. So he's a guy that comes back. I mean, it's still you could still make this now. He's like the unreconstructed uh-huh. like bloke when he comes back, isn't he? He's not still stuck in his ways, but it's like fifties yeah. and early sixties views for him. You could do it now and say, you know, he's still like, he's still a bit of a lad, a bit 90s, whereas Bob's, you know, moisturising and all of that kind of stuff and, you know, feeding the baby and shit like that. Like, wearing, yeah. the, wearing the baby in a papoose. You could do the exact mm-hmm. same thing now. You'd only need to slightly change some of the jokes. Yeah, you could. Well, they did yeah, try and do it with Just don't do it with and Deck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Have they you did, seen that? Yeah. I mean, I... I think I did see it when it was on. Actually, I think that was uh, was it for a World Cup or was it just before a World Cup? Well, it was uh, yeah. that story, wasn't it? About trying to yeah keep away from it was the England match. So I mean, obviously, I deck like big fans of it and stuff like that. And I think if if, if you're from the northeast, uh, you know, it's ingrained in you a little bit. This mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. especially from what what parents and. And stuff, and I always remember, like I've, I've said, me dad saying, "Oh, you should watch that; it's, it's really good." Mm-hmm. And, and and I did, but the, the the thing that I like about it is just like it's just the relationship between Terry and Bob. Do you know what I mean? That that's the thing that I like. I like the bit that where they're just sitting chatting in the pub. Yeah, great. And again, my favorite bit. And I think like I love Coronation Street, and I watch it now. But I think mm-hmm. Coronation Street, when it started, was that. That's why they're in the yeah. pub. It's it's these, it's this black and white northern people talking about uh-huh. their normal lives in a pub. Like obviously, this is more played for laughs than that mm-hmm. is. But yeah. Coronation Street's still funny. Like it's it's and I, that's one of the reasons I love it. Like now, it's, because I know it's come from that. It's just gone through the the ages, and that's why mm-hmm. I like those bits of them in the Black Horse are just great it's just yeah it's just, just that, good. They're, they're the best bits I mean that as well is really good because obviously they're doing it live as well yeah you know with an audience and you can tell with some bits that it's like not it's a little bit stagey I think some bits yeah but what isn't the mm-hmm. jokes never feel like that it's more the mm-hmm. kind of drama bits that are a bit a bit stagey mm-hmm. and a bit like kind of theatre um but the jokes always land like the, the when they have that banter between them and that rapport, yeah. it just it always it always works and you kind of forget. It does uh, like that. And you want to be thing, sitting next to them, don't you? You want to be yeah. sitting next to them, you know, having a chat in the pub with them. They, 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 they seem like you know, obviously that they're, they're two good mates, and 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 even though that you know this things happen where you know one's joined the army and one should have joined the army, they still kind of reconnect. 
almost instantly when the yeah. in the in the new series they meet on a train. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, the, the other thing as well is, is the situations that make it funny. It's a situation comedy, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's one in in this Christmas episode where they they, they go to the pub um, and they obviously can't drive home because they're too drunk and they lose the car keys anyway. Yeah. And uh, Terry gives him a lift on a forklift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> singing his head off while uh, yeah. Bob's on the front of the forklift. <laughs> yeah. On the fork. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. And, and uh, also, it's massive. Not a small one. It's bigger <laughs> than a house. <laughs> it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And uh, he can't get in the door anyway, so... <laughs> He lifts the forklift up to an open window, doesn't he? It's brilliant. And the wife puts a... all this in the bedroom and the blaring lights come through into the bedroom <laughs> yeah, and wake her up. Yeah. Uh, it's just absolutely class. It's really, really funny. And if any anybody hasn't watched that, there's a lot of them on YouTube. Um, so I, I dig them out and watch them. Unfortunately, because it was on the BBC, some of the old 60s ones, a lot of the, the older episodes and that have been lost. So I think there's only ten of the old. Oh, is uh, it? Yeah, it's like Doctor Who, isn't it? That you know anything on the BBC in the sixties, they would just re they would record over. So the, there's there's lots of lost. Oh things yeah, yeah. I've seen in, that. They just the uh, they just have the the tape that they run through again, and yeah, yeah, it's a shame in uh, it. It is. It is. Well, I didn't know you but, couldn't find them. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know you couldn't still see them anywhere. I think there's about 10 of the old ones, or the, the old black and white ones, um, but the rest of them have gone, unfortunately. I think, obviously, all the, the later ones, they still survive and, and things. I've got the box set, actually. I got it for Christmas. So this has always been a Christmas thing to watch for me. It's funny, that, isn't it? If you get something at Christmas or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I associate all these things with Christmas, so I always seem to dig them out at, at Christmas. The other the other thing I related to as well was... Uh, <laughs> Bob's wife being a planner because my my wife is a little bit of a planner. She likes to plan ahead. Does does my wife? I think we're I think probably the other way trait. around. <laughs> really? Are you Bob. the planner? I'm a planner. <laughs> so do you buy your Christmas presents in September? No, I'm not that bad. But I think no. like like if we're going anywhere, I'll be like, right, so we're going to do this, and then we'll go here after that. Yeah, it'll be chaos otherwise. I can't deal with that. See, I like to live off the cuff, mate. I'm just let's just see what happens, man. To be honest, my plans ideally would revolve around sitting on the set and watching loads of telly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good plan. Can't do that, that, that much, plan. but you can't do that. That's much. my ideal plan. <laughs> <laughs> we well, haven't said who the actors are anyway, have we? I mean, no, people so should know Bob, anyway. Bob and Terry. Bob and yeah. Terry. Bob is Rodney Bues. Um, mm-hmm. And Terry is James Bolham. Great, like great. Yeah. Also written by uh, uh, Dick Clement and Ian Lafrenaise. Yeah, um, who are, who've wrote like the best things that have come out of this. I've country. met them. Oh, have you met them? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I went wow. to see. Uh, they did a stage version of whatever happened to the Likely Lads, and I went really? to see it. Uh, yeah, I went to see the premiere of it in Durham, and, uh, and you didn't invite me. Honestly, I can't. Oh, fuck, fuck Don't call me. Fuck knows. <laughs> hey, fuck knows. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2009, I think. Um, mm-hmm. 
certainly one of them was there. Well, I might not have met both, actually, but I've met one of them, and I'm just assuming the other guy was there. Uh, but one of them was much more striking than the other one. One of them looks yeah. like Jeff Lynn, basically, and the other guy is just looks <laughs> like an old man. <laughs> Aye. Um, they've, they've wrote some brilliant stuff, though, haven't they? I mean, Alfie's in pep porridge and stuff. Commitment. Oh, what they've done is incredible. Like stuff that mm-hmm. you wouldn't. I mean, you know, I know they've done porridge. I know they've done Alvida's in pep. Do they not? Are they not involved in Dad's Army? No, I don't think oh, so. I think I always assumed. I think I always assumed they had, but yeah, probably I, could be wrong. Prob- I could probably, be wrong. I think I'm wrong. I think I just always thought they were. Yeah, of it. Um, it's one of those staples. You know, all the things that we grew up with, really. You know. I've written by them, really, aren't they? Um, but yeah, like, I, but I didn't know they'd written the commitments and some other films and stuff like that. Uh, uh-huh. But if you look on their website and it like breaks down what they've done, yeah, just some like incredible stuff in there. It's great, it's like they, yeah. They seem to be like the go-to people if in Hollywood as well. If they, you know, if a film's in trouble or whatever, they, they get yeah. them in rewrite. Stuff, I think they, they get a lot of rewriting jobs, and I think they also do a lot of like, oh, this film could do with being a bit lighter. Yeah, and bring them a, in a bit in. funnier and a bit yeah. more relatable. I think. Yeah. I think that's what they're good at, isn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, if you if you look at something like Alvira's in and this. You're instantly connecting with the character straight away. But do you think that's because we're Geordies as well? But it could, well, the thing is though, is this was like you know nationwide that that this this program was uh, yeah, it obviously it was was popular. To get it back. massively popular. And look, Alvida's in it's made stars of a lot of them, hasn't it? You know, I mean, so, we should do. We should definitely do at least one Alvida's in per episode. And yeah. I know which one I would like it to be, but uh... <laughs> go on. Then which one? Because uh, the first one's good. Because Jimmy Neil's got a Sullen sticker on the back of his car, <laughs> and they say to him, "What, what are you doing with that Sullen sticker?" <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that one from the first one. But which which episode is uh, the German? One the Germany series, right? Where... Is it Susie Wong? It's where Oz sings in the bar. All right. Uh huh. That, that is yeah. the Germany one, isn't it? Where he gets up and It sings. is the Germany one, yeah. Um, he he's got a lovely voice. And the lovely Gina McKee is uh, barmaid. Um, uh-huh. And, yeah, where, the, where they're all... I mean, we're gonna, just going to talk about it now, but they're all like, you go, oh, he's got the voice He's got the voice of an angel. Like, the, yeah. he's, he's singing exactly like Jimmy Nail sings. And they're all <laughs> like, fucking hell, lads. He's got the voice of an angel. Yeah. That must only happen... Because he insisted it would happen, <laughs> and everybody was shocked at how good a singer he was. He doesn't uh-huh. sound good at all. <laughs> Do you not think I love Jimmy Neil? Me, man. I, I remember my dad. Me, actually, on my dad's birthday last uh, last week, I spoke to him about this. We're talking about Jimmy Neil, as you do when it's your dad's sixtieth birthday, of course. Um, and he was in a band before that. Yeah, before he was on Alfieda's in pet, he used to wear like a, a woman's high heel and a Dr. Martin boot and a dress and stuff. And my dad had seen him singing around like the social clubs in the round shields and stuff. And then he came on Alfieda's in pet, and it wasn't until after Alfieda's in pet, my dad put the two and two okay. together. That was a, the same guy. Maybe it was the episode where he was singing. I mean, I'm not saying we'll get onto the quiz later, but. The, you, you wouldn't describe it as the voice of an angel. 
<laughs> no. Anyway, I love that. There's so many good episodes in Abby just here, there is. like almost it's... all of them are so good. Yeah. Um, and this yeah. is this is the same as it's just yeah, I, agree. Right I, I really yeah. wish I'd seen more and I'm gonna say I'll watch more when I get the time to do that. I don't know, but I mm-hmm. um I would like to see more of them. Um yeah. I do find them all funny when I've seen them. Um the pre- so sure. what the, the premise of this Christmas special is that uh-huh. Terry doesn't have anywhere to go for Christmas. Um mm-hmm. and he's for some reason he's found himself a job. Or he's finding himself yeah. a job, and Bob's scoffing at him a bit. And Bob's Christmas is very planned. They've got to go yeah. to see this p- person on this day and this person on this day. And he doesn't really mm-hmm. want to do it. Um, and they end up going to this fancy dress party on Christmas Eve, where Terry's job is he's a taxi driver, so they get Terry to take them. Um, yeah. And at, at this party is the party you're talking about, where everyone's. <laughs> Just getting off with each other and going in bathrooms with each other and all this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And maybe it did yeah. happen to the, like those slightly more middle class people who are trying to think, oh, uh-huh. maybe this is what must happen when you're middle class. Um, yeah, well, I think there must be something in that. I, I mean, even, you know, I, I remember, like I say, being young, me mom sort of saying to us, well, you know, they're the all swingers and hold a house and stuff like that. Now, I said that uh, hold a house is just a housing estate here yeah. by the yeah, way was, anybody yeah. <laughs> and lots of our friends um, lived in all the houses so it well. was like a new build housing estate wasn't it we lived in yeah. council, we lived in council estates uh-huh. um that you know 1940s like semi-detached yeah. houses and stuff like that few of our friends lived in an estate a new build estate called holder house that was you, you owned your house if you lived there or you had a mortgaged house i guess if yeah. you lived there and like, but, but yeah, loads of our friends <laughs> lived there. <laughs> We're yeah. being told that they're all swingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? I, I mean, I even said to the wife, you know, that said the same thing that my mom said this about Hold the House. And she, me and wife went, oh yeah, there was a lot of rumours about Hold the House. <laughs> so even she said this. <laughs> I mean, do you think it's just the fact that it was a new estate, new houses that were sprung up? So was... everybody's just gone. Ah, there's yeah. the bloody swingers moving all, in. I mean, and all the aspirational people who could, you know, could get afford one of the mm-hmm. houses and move into it. Probably just mm-hmm. a bit of like, well, what must be going on there? Like, oh, that <laughs> yeah. Because really, uh-huh. if you think about it, our mates, they all would have originally just, their families would have been where we lived anyway. <laughs> then, yeah. I don't think any, any of our friends' families moved there specifically for the swinging element <laughs> specifically to swing you never know though do you <laughs> it's this it's this unknown uh, uh, quality of sorry can i can i just ask um what the neighbors are like yeah they you know they're a young family keep themselves themselves no i think you've misunderstood the question <laughs> do they specifically swing <laughs> <laughs> that is a prerequisite of having moved into Holder House. You've got to be a swinger, and if you're not, I'm sorry, you're not coming in. They should they should ask uh, that uh, Bob Mortmas, the state agent fella. Yeah, that's, so, what, so that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> do the swing? I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, they go to this party where I don't know if they're, they're kind of alluding to the fact that everyone they're all swingers because he's saying to his what Bob said to his wife, oh, I saw you talking to him. What were you getting up to over there? She said to him, I saw you with her. Uh, yeah. What are you getting up to with her? And he's going, no, oh, I'm not like that. And she's going, well, I'm not like that. I was just talking to the guy. Turns out he is. And she's the woman's hiding under a pile of coats. <laughs> yeah. But she was also, Thelma was also dancing closely with the tiger. And uh, and Bob says to her, well, he, you know, he had his hands all over And she went, well, he is a bit of an animal, isn't he? I know. It's strange, it's isn't it? both going it's on. a strange I- dynamic. It is. It's a very strange dynamic. But I think it's, yeah. um, uh, again, probably like a clever thing that, you know, we're talking about it and thinking about it in a bit more detail, but that Terry was stuck outside, not able to go in because uh-huh. he's not the middle class guy. He's still exactly. a working class fella. He had to be invited yeah. in for a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He had to be invited in. So, yeah, that is another clever aspect of it, isn't it? That he's the one on the outside. Mm. While while Bob and his wife are nice and warm and and mixing but also, partners, like the but the again like the kind of clever thing of it is, he's the one who doesn't do anything wrong in this episode. <laughs> yeah, he does, he's, yeah. They're talking about him and they treat him like he's like oh bloody hell, Bob. You know Terry's. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to put up with Terry at Christmas, or we're gonna have to sort him out and all of this stuff. He's not doing anything wrong. No, he's, <laughs> he's quite happy doing what he's doing, isn't he? He doesn't like Christmas, and you know, he's that's why he's working. You know, it's a great else to do, it is a great punchline at the end of this episode. It is, it's a fun you mean a bit about the earrings, and yeah? Stuff. It's so it's, good, it is absolutely brilliant. Because what happens is, um, Bob uh, and the lady under the coats they sneak into uh, Terry's cab. Um, after he's gone in for a hot dog, and I think that's why Bob invites him in in the first place, isn't it? Just it is. so that he can yeah. get in the so back he of the can go into the back of the it's car. Not out of kindness, is it? <laughs> 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 but uh, so they travel on home and stuff like that, unbeknownst to them. Bob and this lady are in the back of the the cab. Um, so Bob has to drive this lady home, and, and Terry thinks his cab's been pinched, so he reports it stolen to the police, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so what happens after that is they all go back to the house and stuff. Bob finds his way back after being chased by dogs and stuff like that. Also, Bob was dressed as Captain Hook. Yes, he's dressed as Captain <laughs> Hook. Yeah, we should definitely say that he's dressed as Captain Hook. And, and he, his wife's Peter Pan. <laughs> his wife's Peter Pan. And he quickly gets changed, doesn't he? Up the yeah, stairs. He says the police, the police is here because yeah. the police have come to tell Terry they found his car. Uh-huh. And... and Bob was like, oh, I'll just better get you. I don't want to be in this when the police come in. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he goes up and gets changed. Mm-hmm. And the exchange goes on with the policeman where the car, oh, come on in, officer, why don't you have a drink? It's Christmas after all. He's like, oh, I don't mind if I do. I'm going to knock off. And... I'm, I'm off at six. I'm off, I'm off six. an hour. I'll have yet. a brown ale. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm not off yet, but I will have a brown ale. <laughs> Definitely. There's a lot of drink and driving as well in this, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's stuff like that that is all very of its time. Of the obviously. time, yeah. Like they're being surprised that there's a, a woman might have a car and all of that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> Not many lasses have a car around here. So, um, so they say to the policeman, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll have I'll have a beer." He says, "And you can come back to the 
uh, station after this and pick the cab up if you want. And Terry uh-huh. says, well, do you not want to dust it for prints and that and find out who's done it? He's like, oh, there's mm-hmm. no need for that. We've got a very uh, good piece of evidence here. And he pulls out this lot big hoop earring. I mean, by this yeah. point, we know what's happened. We know it's yeah. Uh-huh. We know it's Bob, and he's abandoned the car uh-huh. and then ran away when the police have come. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out this big hoop earring that Bob's had on his outfit. As yeah. uh, Bob comes down in his bathrobe, and he's like, "Oh, what's <laughs> going on here, officer?" Turns around, yeah. and he's still got the other earring still in, got the other earring and they on. all just look at each other, and it ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. It's it's a really good punchline. It's a, it was. It, I mean, again, that's good. Just good writing, isn't it? Good writing. That's what good I writing. Think. There's some just some great jokes in it. Uh, like there is. When, like you say, when they're talking at the pub, there's a brilliant yeah. bit at the beginning, which is basically at the beginning. It turns out oh, that, that Terry's doing his uh, he's doing his driving, driving test. test. Well, they pull uh, up, uh, they pull up alongside him at uh, traffic lights, uh, and he stalls right, the right. car because they've flustered him. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they're like, "Oh, he must be on his bloody driving test. We've probably ruined it for him." <laughs> so then they get the next lights, and they go, um, and they pull the window down, going, "Oh, that was our it's fault. A- he stalled there. Don't like yeah. penalise him for that." Yeah. And anyway. They stall and he pulls away and he's loving it, obviously, because he gets to pull away. Yeah. And Bob shouts out the window, signals. don't forget your hand signals. And he just puts <laughs> his fingers out the, out the, <laughs> the side, gives his knees out the side of the car. Uh, it's so funny. It so is. It's, it's really, really clever. Really, really funny. I just, I, I love it. The other thing that I've did when they're in the pub as well, and they're... Terry's talking about what he's going to do on Christmas Day, that he's uh, just going to go in the house and he's going to watch the telly, put his feet up, have his, uh, his pork lunch and meat, which yeah. I'm sure you'd be <laughs> over the moon with. Because you're a big a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> and also he says that they're looking forward to the Boxing Day match, Newcastle Carlisle, yeah. which actually did happen. That on the Boxing Day of that year, 1974. Okay, yes. okay. Would you like to guess who won? I think it was 4-2 to Newcastle. It was, well, it, you're close. It was 2-1 to Newcastle. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, goals from Mal- Malcolm McDonald. Yeah, Both he was them. a big man, wasn't he? No, yeah. um, who else scored? Uh, John Tudor scored the other one. I don't okay. know who scored for Carlisle. Okay. But Carlisle were at home as well. My dad will know this. My dad have been watching it at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought, like, so at that point, Jane went, oh, Posh Geordies, because he goes, Well, I'll be at the watching the boxing day match, won't I? Newcastle uh-huh. against Carlisle. <laughs> yeah. Jane goes, Posh Geordies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, James Bourne's from Sunderland, I think, isn't he? He's a Sunderland fan. He's, he's, he was born in Sunderland. So yeah, I don't think Rodney Hughes is a Geordie, is he? I think he's from Durham or something. Yeah. Well, somewhere like that. Her. So yeah, I think he is. <laughs> <That's her. laughs> the other thing, Cliff, do you know about the the rift between uh, James Bolam and and Rodney Bewes? You know about that? They didn't speak for forty years. Oh, really? After this? Well, not yeah. before it, because that would have been from birth to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what apparently happened was um, James Bolam apparently sort of really sort of introverted character he's a very private character um and he he doesn't like his private life sort of being talked okay. about or anything like that 
Um, but Rodney Bewes is the complete opposite. He is he embellishes his he's, stories. He's a bit of a, th- a thespian, isn't he? Like he's a bit. Yeah. Uh huh. So I think Rodney Bewes like did a lot of like interviews and stuff like that, and you know he went on the chat show circuits and and he was telling the story about James Bolham, Bolham's wife who was pregnant, and uh, James Bolham didn't like it. He rang up her apologise and stuff. So, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that you didn't want well, us like to talk a bad about. Story Wait, what did you just, or just said? No, no, just just like uh, something where they were driving the car, um, and um, I think Rodney Bewes, uh, his wife had triplets, and uh, James Bolham's wife, while he was driving the car, said to him, "Oh, well, you know how they've had three babies. We're going to have one, something like that." Okay. And James Bolham like swerved off the road in shock. So he told this like anecdote on a chat show, but you know James Bourne, being the guy that he, he is, didn't like the fact that his personal life was being discussed. Okay. Didn't speak to him for forty years after that. I've got to admire that one, stubbornness. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in, in the like intervening years after, after that, um, sort of uh, Rodney Bewes kind of like you know started embellishing more stories about him and things. Um, saying kind of things like he didn't want the repeats to be on, which wasn't okay. true from what I've read. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a Just strange relationship. Just start winding them up, man. Uh huh. But James Bolton was just just a quiet man, I think, and unassuming man. Yeah, I mean, I you don't know, know really. that much about. I remember, I think me, me nana, or maybe just me mom, or said they weren't that keen on him. I don't, never really knew why. Yeah. I think he's great, mate. Have you ever seen Grandpa in my pocket? It's fantastic. <laughs> I have. I've seen uh, when the boat comes in. When the boat comes in. <laughs> uh, what was it? Is it New Tricks? That show with the uh, yeah lady, lady mm-hmm. with the burnt arms. <laughs> lady with the burnt arms. Miss Oven Gloves. She did miss the oven gloves. <laughs> She's obviously been making cheese and toast like me, hasn't she? I don't know who's the lady with the burnt arms. The woman in that show. That's all I know. So I'm sure. Yeah. No, I don't know her. Who but yeah, it? I, who was it? Waterman. I'm gonna Google it uh-huh. now because it's that's, this is a good lineup, isn't it? Good lineup for new tricks. I don't think I've ever seen it actually. I mean, I've it's been on, you know, but you know. While I've been watching the I TV, I don't think I would have watched flicking. it, but now I'm thinking I would really like it. Now I think about it now, I probably uh-huh. would want to watch it now. Is uh, it on the list? Amanda Redman, the mm-hmm. aforementioned lady. I hope I haven't got that wrong. And also, I'm not mocking her if she has got burned arms, so it was just the only thing I could think of. Uh-huh. Um, Alan Armstrong, Sunderland. But the, the former Newcastle striker. Spelled the same. Is it? Yeah. And then he, uh, then he went to Hartlepool, didn't he? Hartlepools. Was he not at, uh, did he go to Blackburn for a bit, I think? Yeah, he went to Blackburn, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure he played for Hartlepools as well. Anyway, the actor, Alan Armstrong, who, it says Durham, Anfield playing he's from, I love him, he's great. Uh, Bolham, Dennis Waterman. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Dennis Lawson. Right. Him of uh, is it Wedge Antilles? Is that him? 
<laughs> that sounds like Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so I think yeah. he's Wedge Antilles in Star Wars. Wedge. Oh, yeah, and the uh, X-Wing thing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's Ewan McGregor's uncle, isn't it? I think that's what he's yeah. most famous for. Um, what was the premise of the show? Were the con men or something? Is that what it was? Um, or were the prostitutes? Yeah. <laughs> old, they were old men gigolos. <laughs> who were like Game tricks were stumped by the demands of the modern woman. <laughs> Cunula what? <laughs> you Wade, do what? Wait, old man. <laughs> I'm not doing that, kidder. And they were the unsolved crime and open case squad, uh, who basically they hired some old detectives to try and help them solve the right. cases. And the magicians. Uh, Nicholas Lindhurst is in it as well. Not bothered about nice. him. Are Barry Lamb. Uh, I'm not bothered about him. And uh, Tamsin Outhwit, who was Ooh. Mel in EastEnders. Yeah. Remember her? Yeah, I remember her. Of course I do. I'm a red-blooded you- male. Of course I fucking do. Oh. <laughs> oh. Suit you. <laughs> Do you have a dog, sir? Oh! <laughs> right, so we like uh, the like that stuff. Yeah, it was good. I really want to watch more. And yeah, it was you good should. for, for yeah. the, you know, it does remind us of us, friends, yeah, normal too, crack, yeah. going to the pub. Uh-huh. Sad Bastards yep. Corner on Christmas Eve. Like, all mm-hmm. of that stuff, it's, it's good. Um, so I really, really liked it. Um, yeah. They also did, uh, or one of them, did Spender. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, Rodney Bewes was in Spender. I've never seen a single second of Spender. I remember it as a kid. I remember my dad watching it. I remember my dad and mum and dad watching it, but I yeah. don't think I've ever seen it. No, well, we're gonna have to def- we're gonna have to do it for this, I think, because um, I think on YouTube, me dad. Was see, there's a great clip it. of it where he's like chasing someone. Uh, this... Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one through the metro or something. <laughs> yeah, he like comes <laughs> out of a house in Newcastle, gets yeah. on the metro, like oh, mm-hmm. it's like chasing. Yeah, anyway, um, so in honor of Jimmy the Nail, I've got Jimmy a, the Nail. Jimmy Nail. Music quiz for you. Okay. What do you think about that? All I'm going to do. do terribly. I think you will. All I'm going to do is tell you the name of the Jimmy Nail song and the year it was released. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me who the songwriters were. No, <laughs> that's not what I want you to do. I want you to Honey tell Magaloon. me. What number? Yeah. What number? <laughs> I haven't even put that one in. What number? <laughs> you think it got you in the chart? Ooh. Right. right. Okay. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is, isn't there? <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Of course there's wrong answers. Just say what you think. There's no wrong answers, Brett. They said that to me in the, in the GCSEs and look how badly I did. <laughs> there's no wrong answers, Brett. Well, there obviously is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Song, these are in chronological order. So I'm going to start with Jimmy Nail's debut single, Love Don't Live Here Anymore. 
from 1985. You abandoned me. <laughs> the, the top of the pop's performance. He's got like a long mac on, hasn't he? Or just smoke, yeah. really miserable. <laughs> Love don't live here anymore. I'm going to go one. It wasn't one. Oh. Really close. It was number three. Ooh, not bad for a debut one. single, is it? Especially it's not, it's, it's not very good. So it's <laughs> it is good. But it's not as good as the next song on this list, which mm-hmm. is, I think is just called Lies. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. <laughs> um, oh. No, so ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. From to see. 1992. Uh-huh. I'll go two. A beating and a beating and a beating and a beating. Um, <laughs> it's no, that's a number one smash. Oh man, getting them mixed up, you see. And you, and I, I know of one definitely of these number ones, which I hope you're gonna ask soon. Uh, there are no more number ones on this list. Crocodile Shoes definitely got a number one. No, apparently not. Did it not? Is that on your list? So next up is Crocodile Shoes from 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching Top of the Puffs. I'm sure it was that number one. She's worst performance single yet. Is it? I'm getting the information from the Hot Hot 100. Where do you think I'm getting it from? Who, who's the Hot 100? There's like a gang of uh, youths that hang, out, <laughs> hang around your house. The Hot, the hot 100. Yeah. They're, uh-huh. they all live in a sauna nearby. Is <laughs> that chili pepper gun? <laughs> so it Crocodile. didn't get a number one, even though I have recollections of, of Crocodile Shoes definitely getting a number I'm one. I'm crying too. <laughs> I love Crocodile Shoes. Um, what, do, what do you think about the TV series Crocodile Shoes? Again, I, I, I think I've, uh, I vaguely remember watching the first one. And I, I remember, remember the guy painting his hair on. I remember watching, there's two series. The second one is a total ego trip. I mean, it's yeah. crazy, the second one. It's uh-huh. it's like he's doing everything. He's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But yeah, first one, Crocodile Shoes, the song, I'm crying too. Right. Not co-written with Paddy McAloon, this one. I'll go with number four then. Correct. Ooh. Even though I st- I'm sure I went number one. Go number one. According to the, well, I've just, I've just rang up ITV's chart show and asked them, and they said it was number four. <laughs> That's the hot one hundred. That's them. <laughs> right. Next up, song mm-hmm. number four. Big River, about what, the jo- the Geordie spirit. Also from yeah. 1995. Yeah. I'm going to go number 12 for Big River. Oh, it's close. Is Didn't it? do quite as well as that. It got a number 18. No. 18. Oh, well, I was close. There. What do you We're think dropping down the charts. I mean, he is very much dropping down the charts after <laughs> cutting out shoes. Still a good um, song, Big River, though, isn't it? Um, do you think it's surprising that he sings in a high pitch voice so much? Yeah, he's got he's 
got range, hasn't he? I mean, say, I'm not sure he's got me. range. I think he just sings in a, a too high voice too much. <laughs> no, no. I, I've heard him sing in a gruff voice. Before. Well, hang on. Ain't, ain't no doubt. There's no high bits in it, no doubt. What about the bit he's, where he's talking? What he's talking? Oh, that's lies, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's talks in, uh, in lies, doesn't he? He says, yeah, but that's it's, it's just a talking bit, <laughs> is it? Um, oh, what is it? I'm gonna look for the lyrics because I, I love that bit. I just, the, they are the talking bit, too drunk to think about what, what is it. Right <laughs> Someone, oh, what is it? Because it is quite like good that bit where he's talking. I like that bit, like, like, let's go through the lyrics, uh huh. And you say no. She she says, she says, it's not uh-huh. you, it's me. I need uh-huh. a little time, a little space, a place to find myself again. You know? <laughs> oh, yes. I know a goodbye when I hear it. <laughs> That's a bit I like. <laughs> no, no, I know the next bit. Can I get? And then yeah. I hear a door slap. Oh, and that's later. No. This is oh, the end. So no. Basically, there's a talking bit at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the middle is the, is the second bit. So, yeah. I know a goodbye when I hear it. She smiles, but her heart's already out there, walking down the street. She says... She's walking down the street. She says, I don't <laughs> want nobody else. Yeah. And that's I, a lady singing that I, anyway. I love you. Mm-hmm. Lies. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> don't want nobody else. And that's true. Lies. <laughs> Also, what does she pretend? <laughs> Ain't no doubt it's plain to see. Brilliant. Fantastic song. Didn't Madonna cover one? Beaten and a beaten and a beaten and a beaten. She <laughs> says, it's like in a song, remember? If you love someone, set them free. It's only he's made sting. That he's referencing. Well, that's how it is for me. And then she kisses me. And then somewhere... I hear a door slam. So I say, fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> so I this say, fine. This doesn't sound like you a remember, very Geordie argument, does you it? You remember the last line? No, so I say, fine. And I just hope that I'm a better liar than she is. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. Oh, man. What a song. Stuff. Do you remember nice. when you and Tino got the plug pulled on you and you were singing that in the pub I used to work at? Uh, yeah, because well, I was I, I was hitting him on the head with the microphone. You were hitting him I? on the head with the mic and he was just screaming, lies! <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was at the lake, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh-huh. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, that got number uh, one. What I'm saying is, when he didn't sing in a high voice, he got a number one. <laughs> right, you think it's a high voice, that doesn't... The last, so the last number on my list is 2001, his final single. And it's a cover of, this is the least needed song of all time, uh-huh. Jimmy Neil in 2001 covering the police's Walking on the Moon. Well, I didn't know that he covered that one. I no. knew that he did uh, John Lennon, did Love, I think, didn't he? Which yeah, is it's, uh, it's awful. one of his albums. I and would you know say, what album it's on? 
Is it on the nail file? Uh, well, <laughs> probably not. Because that's the greatest that's the best hit, job, isn't it? Um, <laughs> is it on Crocodile Shoes? No money had an album called like 10 Great Songs, One Okay Voice. <laughs> All right, did he? On Cover's album. I like it. And uh, uh-huh. the worst one on that is um, uh, The Last Time, The Stones. Uh-huh. So, so bad. So, so Does he bad. sing it in the high voice? This could he be must. the last time. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm gonna go for number sixty-four for this one. Bro. No, it didn't didn't I don't think it didn't nowhere. Not even in the top one. No way. I don't think even anybody bought a single copy of it. Well that is disgusting. I mean that's that's just awful. I mean he's picked the, the song the British buying public. He's picked a song that's entirely high. You should have known by that point. <laughs> Maybe I just need to be more high. Giant steps yeah. are what they take. He <laughs> should have picked the song where you had to talk through it. <laughs> he needs some talking. Him needs talking, some talking and a woman singing. That's what he needs. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect well, ingredient for a number one. You got hit. one out of five. So give yourself a big round of applause, Brad Davidson. There's the there's the applause for you. So maybe you could do a lot worse than teaming up with our next musical act. <laughs> <laughs> he could, couldn't he? For sure. Because uh, this this lady definitely has an angelic voice, doesn't oh, she? Beautiful, really, really nice, very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, before I mention it, I just wanted to say like a. This year, I think more than ever, I haven't really listened to much new music at all. Like, I'm normally well on top of it, get music mags, put all of that kind of stuff, keep my eye out for it. I just haven't, I haven't done that this year. It's not been that possible. So putting the yeah. songs on the end of the podcast has been good to get us. I'd rather give money and me time to like real, not necessarily grassroots, but, you know, bands that are, doing our own thing and, yeah. and trying to make a living out of it so I've been glad that we've been able to listen to bands like the Mariners and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that well the thing that's that's well not shocked is because you know but the thing that I've found is that I actually prefer you know the, this independent music I, I think most of the ones that we've had well all the ones that we've had have been excellent really really good yeah I've, they have Massively chuffed to have discovered, like you say, like the Mariners stuff like that, who, who are really good and by rights they should be in the charts, shouldn't be bloody Ariana Grande or whatever. Not for I've my got, money, I've anyway. Got it should no be the, problem with should be uh, these guys. I've got no problem with people that are in the charts, like it's uh-huh. different, isn't it? You can get you know, it's but the thing is, right, it all sounds the same, it's all the same stuff. Where, uh, where we've had a variety of different stuff on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, and it, it's all been, uh, for my money anyway, really, really good. I've, yeah. I've loved a lot of it. Have you dyed your hair? No, what, this week? Have you got Just For Men? Have you delved into the Just For Men? The Just For Men's always on my head, mate. Is it? Always. Uh-huh. If, if I didn't have uh, Just For Men, I'd be great. I know, but it, sometimes it looks it looks you yeah, had normal colour. I didn't realise you did the uh, just for men. I've told you loads of times to do the just for men. Who are you trying to impress, like? Well, you know, anybody who comes carol singers, 
<laughs> um, uh, the Hot 100, if they ever pop round, I'm, I'm always looking. <laughs> I'm always looking impressed. Oh, we did a lovely chestnut brown. Thanks. Well, I haven't dyed a chestnut brown. It's you know black. I think it, it could be the 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 red lightning here. You know? You're blended into the curtains. Those plush velvet curtains behind you. That's a wardrobe. <laughs> this thing <laughs> on the side. I the other side. This the thing that looks like a curtain. Yeah, yes. what's that? A rope. That's a that's a curtain. <laughs> that's, <what I> <laughs> that, that's that's you, Hefner. That's what I've. Yeah, just, <laughs> he's my he's he's always standing by us. <laughs> he isn't he dead? Probably, probably is. Pretty he is, dead, he, is he? he is dead. Yeah, he is dead. <laughs> but what an, what a good life he had. I mean, <laughs> if if you're into that sort of thing, I suppose. Yeah, if you're into like you know shagging women around pools. <laughs> A rock pool. I don't think I'd want to go in that water, to be honest. No, it's definitely not. That's an STD waiting for you in that water. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. This lov- well, no, let's uh, let's put a little bit of distance between the STD pool and uh-huh. who sounds like a lovely mini birch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> That's not appropriate at all. <laughs> So yeah, we're, I think we're both happy that we've listened to some new music and uh, found some new acts and stuff and been able to give them a few extra players. Hopefully some people have, more people have listened and bought some of that stuff. I'm definitely going to go back and uh, go through who we've had on and buy some more of that stuff. I've already got stuff from, uh, I think, some so Simulacral Lab and um, yeah. Ectoplague. I got all of his back catalogue. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'll do the, the same with some of the other stuff as well because I've really enjoyed it all. And it's just nice to do it and also be interacting with like the same as like I said earlier, interacting with some different people and mm-hmm. and uh, you know expanding what we do and what we listen to and all of that kind of stuff. This song, I would say, I think is excellent. So we're f- still focusing on our little Christmas theme. Um, yeah, we are. So this is uh, Mini Birch from Hertfordshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, a folk a singer um, and guitarist, songwriter. Uh, this is from a 2014 album called uh, Christmas Present on a yeah. label called Folkstock, Folkstock Records. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's called Snowman. It, it's great, isn't it? It's, it's just lovely, a really nice. It's, it, it's a lovely, English lovely song. song. Yeah, voice is yeah, great. It's... It's, the song's just very nice. Lyrics are, are top notch as well. So. We'll uh, we'll get that playing in a second. So we've got one more episode after this this year. Don't know what we're going to do with that yet, but um, we'll, we'll have a think about that. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas. This will go out on Christmas Day. Um, but whenever you listen, <laughs> hope you're all right. Um, follow us on Instagram. Not, don't need to follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, at FCircusPod. We're on Facebook. It's just the name of the podcast. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts. And to play us out, Brett, tell us again who mm-hmm. we're listening to. We have the, the lovely Minnie Birch um, with the song Snowman. Well, Merry Christmas, great. Brett. It is great. Merry Christmas. Um, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, I'll Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you later. <laughs> Enjoy the tune. See, see you, man. Bye-bye. Mother says 
she can feel it in her bones. Feel it in my bones. And as it gets colder, I just want you closer. Come home. Just like a snowman, I wake up in your eyes on the ground. And just like the season, you won't last for too long. I wake up and you, oh you go 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 go. Snow. Oh, you go, 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 just like the snow. You know that is the winter when your mother says she can feel it in her bones. Feel it. Fall in line, and one by one, I've watched them as they go. And just like snowmen, wake up, they're gone. Eyes on the ground, and just like the season, you won't last. For too long, I wake up and you. Oh, you go, 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 just like the snow. Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.